To another episode of the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck Podcast. Today we're doing a little something different for y'all, man. We're gonna bring you a flash quack B-size episode. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo, and I'm tougher than the toughies and smarter than the smarties. All right, you got the Scrooge quote in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey guys, what we're doing today, we're not reviewing an episode of Darkwing. Uh, Mike is a huge fan of the new DuckTales, and he wanted to kind of like just briefly discuss the DuckTales because our Drake Mallory is involved with the show. So, yep. you know, you know, like, hey, let's just do a little DuckTales discussion. You know, we know some people will love it. Some people hate it. Some people are in, in the middle of it. Some people are not even giving it a fair chance. They're just, I don't like it. It's not my childhood. You know, and, hey. if you, and if you really don't like it, well, this is basically a short episode all about the show. So if you don't like the show, you can shut this one off right now. We won't be offended. And <laughs> um, But if you do like the show, you know, Give it a listen. Yeah. Okay, so, guys, Mike has been talking to me about DuckTales for a couple of weeks without spoiling it. And I really appreciate that, Mike. You didn't spoil anything for me. I tried very hard not to, no. You really did a great job. And, you know, you kind of gave me that push that I needed to get into it. And and I have enjoyed it. Um, I'm not as hooked as you are. But... Oh, like yeah, I, for for me, it's a family favorite. We've been watching it from the very first day it aired, and we've been waiting for it for two years even before that, from the day it was announced, which was, we're going back to 2015, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a big hit in our family whenever it's new, whenever it airs. Um, obviously, we're not able to catch it when it actually airs, but we get home from work and school, turn on Disney Now, and this is how it's been whenever a new episode airs. We sit on the couch, and we, nine times out of ten, we love it. It's been a big hit. Now, do you like it better than the original? Okay, so here's how it is. Obviously, nothing touches Darkwing Duck, so we're just going to throw that show out of the equation right now. <laughs> the original DuckTales has got a very special place in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, for nostalgic reasons. The animation knows that, in that show is always going to be fantastic. I love the globetrotting adventures. There's, there's really no beating Alan Young's Uncle Scrooge. And Russie Taylor's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Honestly, mm-hmm. rest in peace to both of them. Um, and I love this show. The show is very special to me. But this show, there's just something about it that, Ooh, speaks so you... to, that speaks to me as a 40-year-old fan of the original show. I can tell, at least the executive producers, I can tell Frank Angonis and Matt Youngberg love the original DuckTales and love Darkwing Duck. And so much of what's going into the show is going in out of love for these Mm -hmm. cartoons. You can just feel it. And everything from the casting choices to the design 
to the animation, which is much better than people give it any credit for, to the emotions, to the new characters they bring in. So much of this has actually worked for me. You would think I'd have so much emotion for the original show. I would have a problem with almost every single thing they do. And that's true of most people who are more into the comics. A lot of people who love the, the Karl Barks comics do not like this new show. But you would think just me being a fan of the 87 series, I would just hate this. And I've been in love with it since the very first episode. I mean, knowing Darkwing Duck was going to show up sooner or later, because I knew even before the show premiered, he was going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Even without knowing that, there's so much about this show I love. Okay. I just think it's one of the best things Disney television has done in a very long time. And like I said, I can tell the writers and producers love what they're doing. And they have they still have so many great stories to tell that they haven't told yet. So I hope it keeps going for a long time. Okay. Now, even though I do prefer the 87 series, you know, over the, the new one, um, there are things I like about the new one better. You know, I don't want to get on a rant comparing them back and forth, you know, or saying how much I love the 87 one. There are things that I like better about this new one. There are things I don't like about the new one. Overall, I do enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as you do, Mike, but I do love, yeah, you know, I, I like it. I really do. Now there are certain characters, certain episodes. Oh my God. I'm like just struggling to get through on this one. Um, but overall, I do like how they plug Darkwing, of course. I love the plug of the Gummy Bears, the plug of Chippendale, Tailspin. Everybody's pretty much get, been getting plugs, you know? And are, are we doing spoilers on this? Yes. If you're listening and you haven't caught up with the series and you're trying to stay spoiler-free, um, shut off this episode right now because we're going to be spoiling things. There's no okay. way we're not going to do it. Okay. Um, I, I love... The 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 the, tw- the ending of the second season, man. That was like my mouth dropped like an eight year old, man. Oh yeah, like... <laughs> I wasn't ex- I was not expecting that. You know, seeing Fowl and the and I I know you told me earlier that you caught on to the vultures were gonna be uh, Fowl. I, I suspected it, but after two seasons, I kind of had my guard down. Okay. You know? That's fair. Yeah. Because I was telling you earlier today, when the first time me and my wife saw the vultures, mm-hmm. our first thought was, that's foul. But <laughs> two seasons later, I my guard was down. I did not think they were going to go in that direction because it's it's been two years. If they were going to go in that direction, they would have done that by now. So they totally you know, subverted my expectations on that one. And I was blown away. I didn't expect... Foul. I didn't expect Steelbeak, and I certainly didn't expect the Phantom Blot. And if for those of people who don't know, he was a very major character in the Mickey Mouse comics, which mm-hmm. means there's a chance we might see Mickey Mouse eventually. I mean, we're going to see Goofy next season. Now, didn't Donald, wasn't he doing the Mickey voice with uh with the melon, like the Castaway episode? With, yes. Was, yeah. That was, that was Chris Demondopoulos, who does okay. Starkeles in the new Darkwing. Okay. So, yeah, that's the voice he uses for the uh, 2013 Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts. Okay. So that's that's an official Mickey voice that we heard in this episode. Okay. Well, before we get into Darkwing, Mike, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters that we do enjoy better than the other version. Yeah, and some of, some of the ones we don't. Because, you know, we, we said we didn't want to make this a long episode. Um, I'll start off because I know there's a one character you want to say for the end before we get to Darkwing. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I really enjoy Webby and Lena. I really do. I really like those two characters. Yeah, 
I feel like with the old Webby, she was such a, a they made her too girlyish where yeah. she was always crying. Oh, I could screw. It was, you know, it was the 1980s, man. That was yeah. gonna happen. But this this Webby, man, she's cool, man. I I really like her. Yeah, and then, Kate Kate Micucci is great with that voice. I really love this Webby. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And Lena. It's like she wants to do good, but because, you know, with the Magicka thing attached to her, she just always does something wrong at the end. But she does, you know, that's not where her heart is, you know? Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like Lena at first because I initially I didn't know where they were going with her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's my age. When I first saw her, I'm like, oh, you know, another kid character, a brand new character, another girl character. Where are they going with this? Blah, blah, blah. But by the time we got to the second season and they officially brought her back, I fell in love with her. I think she's <laughs> great. And when they when she showed up in the season finale, I was just like, hey, it's Lena. I love Lena. And she's <laughs> I love what she brings to the table. You know, I love that Webby has a friend. I love her connection to Magica. OK, you know, I, th- I think she's great. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I like Della. Uh, I love that Donald is way more involved on this one. Now, he's not in every episode. Uh, sometimes he just has a cameo here and there. But overall, his impact on the show is felt from time to time, you know? Yeah, I think the big problem with Donald is this is a very dialogue-heavy show. Mm-hmm. And I think they're having a hard time working around his voice. Yeah. I mean, this episode, he was talking through a melon. And the season finale last year... They had Don Cheadle come in and voice him. Oh, I love Don Cheadle. That I'm was glad really, they picked him. That was I am the storm. Has he been <laughs> saying this stuff like this the whole time? And I wish they used Donald Duck more. I really wish they did. But I also know he has the potential to overshadow the other characters, and that's why he wasn't in the original show. Yeah, so, the original show, I only remember him in like three episodes, man. I think he was in like – he was in more than you'd think. I think he was in five or six, honestly. Okay. Okay. But they stopped using him after the first season, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, he's fine. I like how they use him in this show. And um, so who else? Uh, I like Beakley. Um, oh, I love Beakley. Let's see. You know, of course I like Scrooge and the Boys. Uh, I, I don't like Scrooge and the Boys better than the, the older version. Um, yeah, well, like I said, there's no touching Alan Young Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is... That's Scrooge. You hear I, Alan Young's voice, and you know who that is. But I will say that David Tennant has done an amazing job with this version of Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd like it when I first heard that voice, but the more I've gotten used to the Scrooge, the more I really enjoy the vocal performance. And the design appeals to me, and I love how, I love how they've handled this character. He's a, he's a sharp one. You know, he's sharper than the Sharpies, tougher than the Toughies, smarter than the Smarties. Mm-hmm. And he's... I like this Scrooge. I don't think this version of Scrooge will survive past this show. You know, they'll probably always default to the mm-hmm. Alan Young version in some form. Yeah. But um, I like Scrooge. I really do like this version of Scrooge. Sometimes a few episodes go by without him, and I get, you know, it's a little bit of a bummer. But when they use him, and they, I love him. I think he's great. And yeah, I, the kids, mm-hmm. Dewey, Dewey, and Louie, you want to talk a little bit about them? Uh, we can. I mean, go go for it. See, I I think my biggest problem going into the show at the very beginning was the fact that they didn't use Rusty Taylor, mm-hmm. and the voice actors they picked were, you know, guys like Danny Pudi, Ben Schwartz, and Bobby Moynihan, who have a very adult-sounding voices. 
Mm-hmm. And I was bothered by that. And I was bothered by that for a while. I saw it as, you know, celebrity stunt casting. They're just doing this for social media attention. And, you know, me being who I am, I'm just a cynical guy that way. And I apologize. But I've grown I've grown to like this version of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Do I like them more than the comics and shorts and DuckTales, original DuckTales versions? No. But I will tell you, I love Dewey. There's okay. just something about his attitude mm-hmm. and just the corniness of how ridiculous he is. I do. Of course, Dewey always keeps showing up in Darkwing episodes. So that, that helps too. Um, Louie, I've grown to like Louie. At the, at the very beginning, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, the half lidded, you know, wise guy face. He's all like, you know, he's lazy. Why does he have to look like, but I've gotten to like Louie too. Huey. I'm very indifferent on. I feel like they haven't figured him out yet. And it's already been two years, mm-hmm. but I like them. I've really gotten used to them. You know, I think they're fine. Okay. How about you? Uh, I mean, I'm cool with them. Uh, of course, I don't favor them over the 87. I, I wish their personalities were a little more closer together, like in the 87 version. I think on this one, their their personalities are just so far off. You know, like they don't yeah. really seem like the triplets, you know. I so feel it, like it, it took a little to while that. to get used to, you know. No, I feel like they had to do that because the original show – they were just part of an ensemble care, cat, cast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you had Scrooge, you had Launchpad, but now this version of the show, so much of the emotional weight is on the kids. Mm-hmm. And just things have changed the way they make kids' shows now. Mm-hmm. Like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are the main characters, you know, even more so than Scrooge at this point. And I feel like you couldn't have done them the same way they did 30 years ago. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked. So, I mean... It's just this one show. I mean, I'll take them over the Quack Pack versions any oh, day. Oh, any day. Of With all course, that '90s yeah. tood, oh, I will pass on that in a heartbeat. So. Um, I don't like Doofus one bit. Uh, no, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Storkleys. The Beagle yeah. Boys, I can tolerate them. I, I'm not. They just don't have that impact like they did on the original, you know? But they don't bother me like that, you know? See, I'm a weird fanboy of the 87 Beagle Boys. I know lots of people hate the old Beagle Boys because they're not like the Carl Barks versions, whatever. But um, there's just something about the original ones, you know, Big Chubby Burger, you know, Baggy Beagle Bouncer, Big Time. I Chuck McCann and Frank Welker doing those voices. I love the original Beagle Boys. And I just, I'm not feeling the new ones i like the new mob eagle i think margot martindale has been really great in that role mm-hmm. um because obviously june foray is passed on you can't replace her anyway um but she's fine it's just the rest of the beagles i'm not not really <laughs> feeling honestly um they have their moments i love big times inferiority complex okay i do love that um but i miss burger being burger you know mm-hmm and I, I don't know where Baggy Beagle is. I want him to show up. I have this weird fixation with him because he's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a chance he may show up eventually. I know Tad Stones will make jokes about Baggy Beagle because he knows I like him. <laughs> That's happened on social media. He's made a crack or two about Baggy Beagle. How, the, how Frank Angonis is not going to use Baggy because he knows I like him so much. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so the Beagle Boys, and I love the new Beakley. I didn't get a chance to say that. I think she's really badass. I hope that's allowed. Um, I love watching her just 
when the Moonlanders were attacking and she just went nuts on them. And she's she's tough. You know, I love her in this show. Okay. And um you know, we got Gizmo Duck. Uh there's a lo- there's a lot more know, characters. You uh, talked about Launchpad, but I yeah. know we're divided on Gizmo yeah, Duck. Okay, let's save Launchpad when we get to the Darkwing. Uh, we're already at 15 minutes. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the one character you wanted to save. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So um, I think we're in complete agreement, me and you, on one character. And I think everybody's in complete agreement. I think the character who's definitely the funniest, who brings the show to a whole other level, mm-hmm. is Who? Flintheart, man, Glomgold. <laughs> I love Flintheart Glomgold. I love I love this version of him so much. He had to grow on me. Um, there it was one particular episode where he just shined, and I was like, "This is the man." <laughs> yeah, you told me the eighty-seven cent solution. Yeah, that episode when he thought Scrooge was dead, and he showed up at the wake. And he came in there to dance in the T Pain with the John Travolta grease outfit. Was it no, no, not the grease outfit, uh staying alive outfit. Yeah, and the, he came, the uh, dollar sign glasses too. <laughs> yeah, and he came in there doing the dance, rubbing it in, I won the bet, I yeah. won the bet. Gyrating <laughs> all over the coffin. <laughs> that was like, oh my god, Glomgo is on a whole different level here to, on this on this series, man. The original was just a stereotypical eighties villain. There was yeah. nothing to him. This Glomgold is a psychopath. <laughs> and I knew I loved this character in the first season where they did the McMystery at McDuck McManor episode with Scrooge's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they're like, one of the boys says, oh, and the villain has, was, or something like is, Flynn Hart Glomgold. And Glomgold turns around and he goes, and it always will be. And, <laughs> and just when he screams, curse you, McDuck, all of that. And it's just, this character is so unhinged. Man, he it's like I can't stop laughing, especially in the second season, man. The whole second season, I'm laughing with Glomgo like nonstop, man. And then so great. Spoiler alert, he's actually the hero at the end, too. You know, I I love (laughs) it. You did you don't expect the Jaws moment when he when he when he scratches his fingers across the dry erase board. Oh yeah. And he has to make the screeching sound with his mouth. And I didn't expect them at all because they had just done the team up episode, the Glom Tales, and mm-hmm. that theme song was epic. The Glom oh. Tales theme song, and he's just great the way he tricks Scrooge into giving his money back, his company back, and makes mm-hmm. him dress up like Santa Claus, and, and he's just he's great. Like a little bit of me wishes Glom Gold was in almost every episode. I'd probably get tired of him after a while, but because he's so in your face. Yeah. But he's the most successful part of this show. I, I, I last thing about Glongo before we move on our our favorite Darkwing. Yeah. The, uh, Glongo, that theme song that you just talked about. I think I watched it like four times before I even really started watching the episode because I was like, "What is this?" And then like halfway, I was just laughing so hard, and I was like, "Man, I gotta rewatch that again, man." You well, know you know, <laughs> that was its own separate YouTube video. Oh, um, was it? Because they do this thing on the Disney Channel called Theme Song Takeovers, mm-hmm. where they remix the theme songs. They had done one with Launchpad, trying to keep up with the theme song in the plane. He's saying things like, oh, no, here comes the t- here comes the tempo change, ducktails and planes and planes and planes. They did that with Launchpad. And then they did this one with Glomgold. It must have gotten 
such a reaction from everybody. They must have just said, let's stick it in the episode <laughs> because it's just perfect. Yeah. I love how they used it. But um, let's move on to what they've done with Darkwing Duck. All right. Okay. So my – the Let's go back to the first time they use them. Let's go back to the Buddy System episode. That intro, you are you already know. Without even having seen Darkwing yet, uh, if I could do backflips, I would have I would have been doing them. Right. I went crazy because I saw the hand, I saw Mr. Banana Brain, and and the pop goes the weasel. I already knew who it was, uh, Mike. So yeah, of course. And, and you know how I feel about my Quacker Jack. So I was just going crazy, like whoa. And then, you know, he got the first line. And when he does that laugh, it says child's play. Yeah, Michael Bell still got it. Oh, my God. Man. I didn't even finish watching it. I had to go back. I had to rewind. I was like, no way. And then I, I think I watched it, like, without exaggerating, about 12 times, you know? Yeah, I knew <laughs> we were getting something Darkwing in that episode. But I had no idea what it was going to be. And, like, the very first shot is the St. Canard skyline with the bridge. Yep. Just like in the end credits. And the second I saw that, I know I turned to my wife and I was like, oh, my God, they're really doing this. See, I didn't catch the bridge right away. I was so slow. I was just I just turned it on and pushed play. But then once I saw the hand with the banana brain, that's when it clicked for me. I was a little I was a little slow. I had a delayed re reaction to it. But man. also Liquidator and uh, Megavolt, who I get they couldn't get um, Dan Castellaneta. I totally get that. Yeah, I get um, that too. Eric Bowser's is a pretty good dead rigger for him, though. I thought it was Dan for a while before someone corrected me. Mm -hmm. And after Darkwing's entrance, I. The woohoo that came out of me was probably the most enthusiastic I've been in my entire lifetime. I will not even <laughs> I will kid you not. I was I was just blown away by how yeah. well they did that. And I, I don't even gotta talk about Jim Cummings. You once I heard his voice, it was over, man. I was like I'm so glad they got him to do that. Yeah, you know? And and then like, you know, I was like, oh, when I saw that it was just an episode, it was a TV show in there. I was like, no, I want more Darkwing. But you know, I but, think being a Darkwing fan really helps Launchpad's character. Oh. I think if he didn't have that part to him, he would just be a bumbling idiot. And But the fact that he has this side to him where he loves the show as much as me and you do, and mm -hmm. it changed his life, and it's really defined who he is, mm -hmm. that's, that's made me really warm up to Launchpad. I was not very fond of him until that Buddy System episode came out. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I like Launchpad a lot more now. And then when the Duck Knight Returns episode came out a couple of months ago, that's when I'm like, okay, I do love this Launchpad. He has a soul to him. He's a deeper character than we were led on. I know you don't like the new Launchpad that much, mm -hmm. but he's much more appealing because he has that connection to Darkwing. Mm -hmm. Now, you after know? the Buddy System episode, uh, I think they mentioned Shush and Fowl on the, the episode where Beakley, wasn't it? The confidential case files of Agent Twenty Two. Yeah, that was the episode where they, they kind of they just mentioned it, but there was like no Darkwing or anything, no uh, Steel Beak or Launchpad uh, in that episode like that. Uh, no, because they came up with a new villain. Yeah, and, and then uh, and then there was an episode where they were in the back of the plane and the kids were watching the outro of the theme the song. The last crash of the Sun Chaser, yeah, when uh, the the VCR breaks, yeah, it keeps, it keeps playing the the end credits over and over again, mm -hmm. and the kids keep uh, doing the saxophone riff. 
Okay, now was that it for season one, or was there anything no, else? No, um, in um, the last episode of season one, the Shadow War, um, Launchpad oh, yeah. puts the, the Darkwing bobblehead as his co-pilot, and then goes out on the plane and sings his own theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot now, the lyrics, but it's really funny. Now, what episode was it when um, Launchpad had Beakley watch it? That's um, Friendship Hates Magic. That's that it. episode, I was not... I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was kind of like, eh, this episode's okay. But once he brought her down and I realized what she was watching <laughs> and and I saw Paddywhack. Yeah. Okay. That time I didn't want to do backflips. I was ready to do cartwheels and <laughs> you know. Somebody on social media spoiled it for me by uh, posting a picture of Paddywhack. Oh. Uh, so I knew it was coming. And after that episode aired, I I had a feeling that uh, See, what Disney Channel did, they posted for the May episodes that aired a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So everything from the uh, Treasure of the Found Lamp all the way to Duck Knight Returns, they listed the episode titles and the air dates. Mm-hmm. But for Duck Knight Returns, they didn't give you the title. They had asterisks for every word. Like if it's the three asterisks, duck, it was four asterisks, it was a secret. Okay. And I knew, like, why the secrecy? <laughs> like I knew, like I had a, a hunch. So I remembered contacting um, Nicole West, the administrator on the uh, Darkwing Duck Forever Facebook group and telling her, because obviously this is before we had our group, mm-hmm. telling her, you need to let everyone know on the group, do not post spoilers. Cause I yeah. have a feeling it's gonna be a Darkwing episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let everybody know. And luckily nothing about that episode was spoiled for me. And I think a lot of other people got away with not getting spoiled. You know, okay. but I knew it was going to be Paddywhack. I knew it, you know, oh, so, um, but it was he, cool how Beakley's trying to put together. So he's, he's like, so Quacker Jack did this and Paddywhack did that. And Mr. Banana Brain's doing that. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and Launchpad's like, it's all a part of the lore. Yeah. And then she got into it. She got on the costume and she threw the gas and it, it was exciting, man. You know, it, it, again, I'm, you know, I'm the Quacker Jack fanboy, so just for her to mention them, you know, like, oh, my goodness. It, it was like, whoa, you know, my childhood is back. But uh, then... And then we get the Duck Knight episode, right? Yeah. Okay, now this episode was... I was all over the place. You know, we got Jim Cummings back, uh, Launchpad. You know, the. I'm, I'm going to skip around a little bit here, Mike. That's but fine. You know, when you see Jim trying to break into the Screw Studios, uh, move, you know, the film studio with Launchpad, to see them working together, oh, my God, my heart was just pounding like crazy. Like, my childhood is officially back. We got the duel. They're working yeah. together. Even though it wasn't Terry McGovern, it, it, it was still satisfying. Just the visual of seeing the two of them together, you know? And it goes without saying, and I know I've said this, Frank Angonis is probably the one person who could probably give me a run for my money in terms of just love and knowledge of this show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's a mega fan. Like, I know lots of people say, oh, you know, he doesn't understand the characters he's writing. No, I've seen him on interviews. I've heard him on podcasts. He loves, loves, dearly loves Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. And this show has the complete support of Tad Stones. And, the complete and, support. And, and, and I was speaking about Tad. 
when when Launchpad and, and uh, Jim Starling are trying to break in, I couldn't help but that Tad Stone's cameo was like a Stan Lee cameo to me. You know, the, you the, know? the, the grandfather is here, you know? <laughs> Tad got some play on social media after that. He was that was popping up on some articles like, oh, the creator of Darkwing Duck voices a character in the new DuckTales. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to actually have him on there. That you was know, amazing, it was cool. he, man. And it was such a low key cameo. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I, it took me it, uh, it took me a couple of seconds to, to catch on again. Like, I remember I messaged you. I paused the show. I was like, hey, Mike. Was that just Tad I just heard? And you were like, yes, it was. <laughs> you know, I, yep. like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and, and I love the shade they keep throwing at Gizmo Duck. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Gizmo Duck. No, not like Gizmo Duck. And then later on, when he's like, oh, Gizmo Duck does it. I am better than Gizmo Duck. So they're already <laughs> plant. I think there's going to be an episode in the third season where Darkwing and Gizmo Duck have to work together. It's yeah. go- it's gonna happen. And, Absolutely. And- and you know the seed that Launchpad, when he when he ran into the new guy who was gonna play Darkwing. At first, he wanted to just destroy this guy, and then when he realized how passionate this guy was about Darkwing, just like he was, you could see the shift change where we were gonna lose Jim Cummings. You know, I you know I, what it's. I had such an interesting conflict of emotions there. Me too, I could, man. I could tell where they were going with this. I could tell that Jim Starling was going forward. He was not going to be Darkwing Duck. I knew this new character was going to be Darkwing. But two things saved it for me from it really upsetting me. Mm-hmm. I like the new Drake Mallard's facial design over Jim Starling's. Me too. I think, I think they get the, co- the new costume, okay, it's different. I'm used to it already because I've seen the Duck Knight Returns mm-hmm. more times than I think is sane. But the face construction, the way the cheeks are, the way the beak is drawn, some of those expressions when he's getting hit by the door, mm-hmm. that is, that is, those are, that's done by someone who cares deeply about how Darkwing Duck is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. So that helps me a lot. But it yeah. also helps a lot that Jim isn't gone off this show. No, he's not. He still got Negaduck, so that's a good and, thing. And when the voice dropped a register and the eyes started turning green, I mm. knew. I said to my wife, I'm like, no, I didn't actually say to my wife. I was watching this at 6 a.m. the day it premiered, so nobody would spoil it for me. I woke up in the morning and watched it before anybody else could. So I didn't even <laughs> I didn't say to my wife. I said to myself, they're going to do Negaduck. They're gonna do Negaduck, and, and when they, he showed up, when he showed up with the chainsaw, yeah, I'm I was like, gonna say that. <laughs> no, they're gonna do Negaduck. I'm like, no, because I didn't expect it. I, I did I not a, expect it. I wasn't a believer yet when I saw the chainsaw, but once they did the lightning part with the Negatron, I saw it. I was like, oh man, we're losing Jim as as Darkwing. He's about to be Negaduck, you know. Um, and you know what? The show still has a Darkwing Duck. It still Darkwing has a Darkwing, Darkwing but... Duck is still on the show. It's, you know, it's spo- just sad. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Goslin's coming in. We're getting Steelbeak. We're getting Taurus Bulba. Who knows what else we're getting? And we still have Jim Cummings on board playing Negaduck. That is a lot of Darkwing, you know, fan service for a show that's not even called Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a fan of the Super Megavolt. Uh, even though True. he didn't really he didn't really True, talk but, much, it was just but, something that Dewey 
was it Dewey or Louie that put that together? Dewey. It was, yeah, it was Dewey. But so it, I get that the might joke. not be. Yeah, I got it too. It, it might not stick around. No, uh, I, I doubt it because it's it's supposed to be a joke that it's Bane. Mm-hmm. Because what would a stupid eleven-year-old kid do if he had to reinvent Megavolt? Yeah. He would turn him into Bane. Because the whole joke is that Scrooge gave the movie to Dewey, and Dewey's the child, most childish kid he knows. So of course Dewey was going to ruin Megavolt. But who? <laughs> but the problem that they did back themselves into a corner in, on one one regard. The rest of the Fearsome Five are already established as being characters in a TV show. Mm-hmm. The only way they could, I think they could bring these characters in, I mean, there's some ways they could do it, but I feel like it wouldn't feel organic to the show. They would take a stretch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Megavolt, Bushroot, Quackerjack, and Liquidator are going to come back, mm-hmm. but I feel like they already have their hands full with Fowl and Taurus Bulba and Negaduck. Yeah. So I wouldn't be too bothered if it doesn't happen. Okay. But what I do think is going to happen, I mean, this is just my gut. This is my gut, and if I'm right, I will be extremely happy. They are throwing way too much Darkwing's Duck stuff at us for for this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Goslin, Goslin's coming in. That's a lot. I'm almost positive, and I hope I'm right. We're gonna see a reboot of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It's just a gut feeling. Now, we only see Darkwing one more time in the series, correct? Yes. Yesterday's episode. Yeah. Moonvasion. Moonvasion. It was a little hard for me. Now, you you helped me, you know, collect myself back on this. It was a little hard for me to see him not being used. Well, I'm not going to say used correctly, but he was getting his butt tore up, man. He was getting getting beat up pretty bad. He was kind of useless, you know, to Scrooge figure out how to use him you know <laughs> but you know we just recently talked about darkly dawns a duck how are people treating him in that one mm-hmm. you know i get what they're doing i mean clearly we're getting a lot more darkwing duck next season yeah. clearly if goslin's coming in so this is clearly just supposed to be he's bad at this crime fighting thing this is probably the first time he's even tried to do this yeah and you know, and he's not good at it right now. I'm sure he wasn't very good at it in the original show. We just never saw it because the original show didn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with it. I think this is just a stepping stone for the new Drake to be a better character. Okay. And of course, he couldn't overshadow Della and Scrooge and Webby and the kids and Donald. There was no way he was going to do anything that overshadowed because it's their show. Mm-hmm. But I do think next season we'll get a Darkwing episode with Gizmo Duck, probably Launchpad, Goslin. Next season's gonna be nuts. Okay. I mean, I just Rescue Rangers, Goofy, Wuzzles, Tailspin. I don't know how they're gonna pull all this off. Yeah. You know, I I think with now that I'm caught up, Mike. And if I could stay caught up, I think we should do these with DuckTales, you know, from time to time. I'm not saying after every episode we need to do, you know, because, you know, we're here for Darkwing. But, you know, I I think it'll be okay, you know, every couple of episodes, even if Darkwing doesn't show up, we give an update on DuckTales. Because DuckTales is part of the Darkwing family anyway, so. Yeah, and now now it's basically turning into the 
the extended Disney Afternoon universe, basically. Yeah. It, it's no longer DuckTales. It's everything in a blender at this point. Okay. You well, know? all right. Well, all right, guys. What we wanted to do, we wanted to bring this episode because, you know, with with current updates and news popping up with Disney Plus and stuff, me and Mike are constantly trying to stay ahead with our review show, you know, our review episodes, because, you know, we may go out of town. We got kids, we got families and things pop up. So we're we're recording ahead of time to stay ahead to, so we can provide these episodes for you every Monday. And then Mike kind of was like, hey, Will, why don't we just do, you know, like a flash quack episode from time to time when, when news pop up? And I was like, hey, I'm cool with that, you know? Yeah, so, because as it stands right now, we got one episode ready to go in two days and two more backlogged. Mm-hmm. So any news we're going to do as part of a Darkwing episode is going to be outdated. So yeah. short, short episodes like this. I mean, the DuckTales season ended yesterday, and we're recording this on Friday to air tomorrow, which is Saturday. So mm-hmm. that's how much we want to get on to stay on top of this stuff. Yeah, I might try to even get it up tonight. I'm gonna try my best, uh, but we'll see though. We'll, you know, if not, it'll be up tomorrow, Saturday. But yeah, this is something we really wanted to do for you guys from time to time because, like, with our review episodes, we're, we we got to stay ahead because you know with holidays coming up and you know like we said you know we got families and you know we got kids and you know we just have life you know work and things can pop up you know. And so. the next three months is gonna be crazy for I think both of us. Yeah, it's so. gonna be all and, over the place. Yeah, for most people too. I mean, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You have trips to conventions you're taking. It's gonna be um it's gonna be busy. So this is you know this is how we stay on top of things. Yeah. And, and um, unfortunately, there might be a while before we talk about uh, Ducktales again. Initially, the show was supposed to come back later this year. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three's been delayed till sometime next year. Um, Frank and Gonis tweeted recently that only the first episode of season three has even come back from overseas, and um, they need at least ten done. Because the way Disney's doing it now, they burn off like 10 episodes in a two-week span. Mm-hmm. They will not have enough episodes to air that fast that soon. So DuckTales will not be back for a while, which is a big shame. But I'd rather them wait, take their time, make it the best show they can. But it just means you're not going to hear us talk about the new show for a while. Yeah. Um, but we have lots of other things we will talk about. Disney Plus, merchandise, video many games. Yeah. Video games, yeah. So... Yeah, we'll, make we'll, sure, have, we'll have more episodes like this. Yeah, and make sure y'all tune into our episode on Monday. We got a really good treat for you guys. We got Katie Lee uh, doing the intro for us, and she gave us a, a little short interview because we wanted to save her for a special episode. So Yeah, it's a taste of things, of things to come. She's coming back. Yeah, so. she's definitely coming back. So we got her, and uh, I can't 100% tell you guys right now, but she is trying to work on a special treat for you guys to, uh, for this next week coming up. So right, we'll, yeah, she is. So she's we'll, a, we'll, like we said, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, so ho- you know, we'll see if she comes through. I'm not gonna say hopefully because she's busy, you know. So if she if she does, we're gonna present that for you guys. But you know, well, hey, Mike, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Um, yeah, I think we ran long with this one after all. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know. All right, you guys enjoy y'all weekend and uh, make sure you stay tuned to Getting Antsy on Monday and then uh, Night of the Living Spud is the following week, right? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, yeah. And remember, everybody, glom gold, glom gold, glom <laughs> gold, glom gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we are outro. This is the St. Canard Files, a Dark Winged Up podcast signing out. Stay, Stay dangerous. dangerous. All right, y'all. Good night. Good night.